I'm a covenant man Living in the riches of my Lord and King I'm a covenant man Committed to Him in everything I do Believe He'll come again And I know one thing I'm gonna do till then Is learn to live in the blessing of Abraham Hello, I'm David Weeder, and this is Lynn Weeder, and you are watching the Covenant Living Broadcast. Praise God. Thank you for joining us. Well, I, okay, I'll do that. <laughs> uh, Covenant Living, why the name? Well, because this is a copy of two covenants. The first covenant, which most people call the Old Testament, it's really the first covenant, was made first in the blood of animals. You find that in Genesis 15. And then a couple chapters later in Genesis 17, you'll find that it was also in the blood of man through circumcision in the covenant that Abraham uh, entered with God and God changed his name from Abram to Abraham. Put the H there in the middle, Hashem, put his name right there in the middle of it, glory to God. That was the first time that God named man with his own name. But you'll find in the New Testament that we have been named with the name <laughs> of God. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> then you've got the New Testament, which is really the, just the second covenant contained in here. And that, my brother and sister, that is in the blood of God himself. And it's made between God the Father and God the Son. It is unbreakable. It is a forever covenant, praise God. You can't break it. Now, you can get out of fellowship with it by doing some things and acting some ways and stuff like that, but you cannot break it. It is always in force. So everything that affects our life, everything in our lives are governed by these covenants. You can't escape it. You can deny it. You can try to say it doesn't. But it, at the end of the day, you're going to find out that every decision that you make either... Is in faith or fear. Exactly. It either goes in one direction. You know, God said, I have placed before you life and death, blessing and cursing. You choose. Uh, now, he gave us a hint. He said, choose life <laughs> that you and your descendants may live. But it's your choice. And if you make choices that tend towards sin, sickness, and disease, then your life will go that way. Fear produces that. Faith produces life because you have to have faith to operate the Word of God. And I'm about halfway through the message. <laughs> so let's have a word of that. Anyway, that's the reason for the name covenant living because we, if, you, if you apply the covenant and it affects every area of your life, then you can live victoriously in every area of life. Let's have a word of prayer and then we'll actually get into the message <laughs> for today. Father, we're so grateful. We thank you and praise you for this another opportunity to look into the, the richness of the victory that you have provided for us through the word of the living God, through this gospel, this word, this covenant, this promise that you have given us 
that enables us to live life to the fullest. As the Amplified Classic version of uh, Ephesians chapter 2 says, living the good life which you made ready and prearranged for us to live. Oh, and it's because of the word and faith in the word that we can expect and live in the manifestation and the reality of that right here on this earth in the middle of everything that Satan has been able to manufacture in the world system. We're exempt from it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Hey, get your Bible, get your notebook, and grab that cup of coffee or tea or water or smoothie. If you're down south, grab that iced tea. I know you want one. (laughs) And let's turn over to Matthew chapter 24. We're going to be looking today at the word of God. Is it the word of faith or is it the word of fear? It sounds like a pretty easy question, but let's look into it and find out what the scriptural basis for it is. And we're going to start in Matthew chapter 24 because we're big around here on real life. You know, this if this doesn't work in real life right here in America or right here in whatever country you're working you're living in and I don't care if it's the most war-torn, poverty-stricken country on the face of the planet. If this doesn't work there, That's get rid of point. it. Yeah, you toss it aside. This works everywhere, every place, at every time that it's put to work by faith. And so let's look at the times in which we're living. Jesus talked about it in uh, Matthew chapter 24, and we'll start in verse 4 and just read down through. And then we're going to come back and look at a couple verses specifically. Uh, Verse 4, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled, be not afraid, be not worried, be not anxious, be not concerned. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines, there shall be pestilences, there shall be earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. We've seen that. We've seen it with Muhammad. We've seen it with other false prophets over the last, oh, decades and decades and decades of time. And because iniquity shall abound, love many shall wax cold. But... Now, a lot of times you'll hear me say something like, you know, get your butt out of the way. But here, we want, we want this one right here where yeah, it is. We don't want the <laughs> right. and But he that shall endure. Okay, and again, I'm going to stop for just a second. Don't let that word endure throw you. The, the word endure there translated just, it means literally in the Greek to stay under. Does that ring any bells to you? We were instructed in Psalm 91 to stay under the shadow of the Almighty. Well, that's what, that's what this is talking about. You stay, you stay right, right under that shadow of the Almighty during this time. It's imperative. You must do it in order to make it through this. 
But he that shall stay under the shadow of the Almighty and stay right there in the, in the, in the uh, you know, that's another thing. Up here, it talks about, in verse 9, you should be hated of all nations for my name's sake. You know, the word says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous will run into it, into that name, live in that name and will be safe. Glory to God. You're living under the shadow and you're living in the name. Praise God. That's how, that's how we're supposed to be living in these times that Jesus is warning us is coming. Well, and how do you stay in somebody's shadow? You got to be close to them. Oh, yeah. You have to be in the right position, too, because mm -hmm. just close to somebody with the sun coming this way isn't going to help you. You position in behind them. Mm -hmm. You know, we saw that in, you see that in the book of Acts where it talks about uh, those that shadow. were in Peter's shadow were healed. It wasn't his shadow that did anything. It was the proximity. It was the close proximity to the anointing, the healing power of God that was residing on Peter at that time. You just get close enough in the shadow. There were people in the same city. Yeah. They didn't get healed. Right. It was the people that were close. So you can be in yeah, somewhat proximity to God, but not be in a shadow. Mm -hmm. Stay under the shadow. Stay in that name unto the end. And the ones that do that shall be saved. Glory to God. And that word saved in the Greek is sozo. And what a word. Oh, man. It means delivered. It means protected. It means healed and whole. And it means to do well. So right in the middle of financial collapse, if that's what's taking place around you, you can do quite well. Very, Thank you very much because of these things that we're talking about. The name, staying under the shadow, staying in close proximity. Praise God. And now verse 14, and this gospel, this good news of the kingdom, shall be preached in all the world, but not just that, for a witness unto all nations, and then the end shall come. Glory to God. So we've got an undeniable description of the times and days in which we are living, which we find ourselves Honored and privileged. Most people don't think that, but we're honored and privileged to live in this time because we're the ones that have been entrusted to preach this word to the world with a witness. Now, let's go back and look at a couple verses. Go back to verse uh, 6, and we're going to read it in a couple different translations. Lynn's going to read it first in the Amplified Classic version of the Bible. Go ahead. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not frightened or troubled. For this must take place, but the end is not yet. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. See to it. You see to it that you're not frightened or troubled. Have you been doing that the last uh, few years? Did you do that all the way through COVID? I hope your answer was yes. But be honest with yourself now. Were you frightened of it? Were you troubled and perplexed because of either the disease itself or the, the financial ramifications 
the the economic ramifications. There were people troubled just because they had to wear a mask someplace. Yeah, was absolutely. Was it right that yeah. they had to? Did it make sense? Nope. Maybe not. But to be troubled about it? Come on. In the in the Passion Translation, verse six says, "You will hear of wars and revolutions on every mm. side." Okay, now. Uh, at the time of this taping, which is is so it's a, a little ways back, uh, there was there's this revolution and war on another part of the world called Ukraine. Right now, I mean, talk about the days in which we live, and that's just one. They're going, hey, hey, that's not the only game in town, brother. There's a lot going on around this world the one right the media's now. Paying attention. That's the one that the media is paying attention to right now. You will hear of wars and revolutions on every side with more rumors of wars to come. Don't panic or give in to your fears for the breaking apart of the world's systems is destined to happen. It's going to happen. Don't give in to your fears. Don't panic. Why? We just told you. Because you're living under the shadow of the Almighty and you're living in that name, which is a strong tower, and you're safe. But there's a caveat. It's got to be done by faith. We're, gonna, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Stay with us. <laughs> Stay with us. We're going line upon line, precept upon precept. Now, I want to go down and look. My goodness, this is there's <laughs> verse 12 in the Passion Translation. There will be such an increase of the sin of, of lawlessness. Wow. Talk about the sin of lawlessness that we've seen around the around just the United States in the last couple of years, let alone around the world. Wow. Okay, verse 14. Now this listen to this. This is what I'm going to get to. Verse 14. Yet through it all, through all of this, the good news of heaven's kingdom, the word of God will be proclaimed all over the world, providing every nation with a demonstration of the reality of God. <laughs> wow! <laughs> we are supposed to be out there demonstrating the reality of God. What is that? Sozo! The verse before Salvation, deliverance, protection from all of this, doing well in the middle of financial collapse, all of it. We are supposed to be demonstrating that as the reality of God in this world, right in the middle of all of this chaos, bless God. And we're honored and privileged to have that assignment and get it done. And, it says, and then the end will come. Well, Bless God. And that's in every nation. Yeah, everywhere. It doesn't say the gospel will be preached and will be demonstrating in the United States where they're privileged. Right. Every, every nation. nation. That includes from the richest ones down to the poorest ones. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Let's look out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. Let every word be established. So let's look and so that you can just see without a shadow of a doubt. That's what the word is supposed to do. So go over to Romans chapter one. Romans chapter one. 
And I'm going to read it in the King James Version, and we're going to look at it in the Passion Translation as well. Romans chapter 1, verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, the word of Christ. For it, this gospel, this word of God, is the power of God unto salvation. salvation. So, so. It's unto. That's what this gospel has the power to produce to everyone that will believe it. Everyone who will believe it. Glory to God. Read that in the Passion Translation. I refuse to be ashamed mm. of the wonderful message mm. Mm. of God's liberating power unleashed in us through Christ. For I am thrilled to preach that everyone who believes is saved. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Paul's thrilled to believe it, and I <laughs> am, I mean preach it, and I am thrilled to preach it because it is the liberating power. It will bring you out of bondage into this perfect law of liberty. And the word says that the law of liberty makes you exempt from all of this hell on earth. Praise God. Did you see how the word just, oh, it weaves, it supports it, it backs it up. You can just trace it all through the word. Praise God. (laughs) Wow. Okay, so, all right, so we now, we firmly establish that it's the Word that does this. It's the gospel. It's the Word. But let's get a little bit more specific about the Word so that we can get a better, clearer picture in our minds of what we're talking about. So look at Romans chapter 10 now. Just go over a few chapters to the right. And we're going to see how Paul describes the Word here. Um... Let's pick up here in uh, verse 6. But the righteousness which is of faith speaks on this wise. Say not in your heart, who shall shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down again from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring Christ again from the dead. He already did that. It's, It's done. It's over once and for all. The sacrifice was made. But what says it? The word is nigh you. There's that proximity. Stay Mm -hmm. close to the word. Even in your mouth and in your heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. Yes, we do. (laughs) And we are not ashamed to say we preach the word of faith just like Paul. Well, where'd Paul get it from? I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) I was waiting for that question. Turn over to Galatians chapter 1. Got it. All right. Galatians chapter 1 there in verse uh, 15. Go ahead. But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathen. Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. Neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me, but I went to Arabia and returned again unto Damascus. All right, so now, so Paul was trained in the law, okay? But now 
Now Jesus called him and got him born again. Mm -hmm. Now he's got to learn the word of faith to take to the Gentiles. And where did he get it? Jesus taught it to himself. He conferred not with flesh and blood. So who's he conferring with? God, the Holy Spirit. The Spirit, praise God. So, Jesus taught the word of faith. He taught it to his disciples who then became the apostles of the Lamb. And then Paul had to reach the Gentiles and in the process, write two-thirds mm -hmm. of the New Testament. And so Paul had to have revelation of the word of faith. And so Jesus taught it to him himself, praise God. It is the word of faith. Now, how can we know that? Well, it has to be, it has to be the word and faith. That's why it's just called the word of faith, because it has to be both. Otherwise, it doesn't do a thing. What do you mean? The word? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, God's word, it, it, it always produces. Mm. No, no, it doesn't. Look at Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews 4, 2. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. There you have it. It's just as simple. I mean, you have to have help to misunderstand that. Come on now. The word was preached. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are people that go to so-called churches all over the world and the word is preached, but there's no faith mixed with it. And so this is where you see, and it's an indictment. Oh man, the youth of the world <laughs> will be glad to tell you that they are tired of seeing people go to church all of their lives and get beat up, beat down, poor, sick, just like the world. Well, because all of that word being preached had no faith mixed with it. Well, and a lot of that, they're upset because those people went to church. They checked that off their list. They read their Bible. They prayed. But then they were mean. They were rude. Our, we have two kids that worked in food services, and they said the church crowd were the meanest, least tipping people around. Well, and the reason for that is, is scriptural as well, because even, 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 even if you happen to be in a church that's trying to mix faith with the word. Ah, over in Galatians, don't mm -hmm. forget, faith works by love. Mm -hmm. well, of course it does. God's love and it's God's faith that, we're, that, that we have. <laughs> so it has to be operated by and powered by love. love. So you got the word that doesn't do any good in and of itself unless it's mixed with faith and becomes the word of faith. But the word of faith is weak, not powerful, unless it's got love undergirding it so that it has power to work. And, hey, they, you basically just got the system. <laughs> so I, there's, it's a very important point that you understand that it is the word of faith, which we preach undergirded by love that produces all of the wonderful 
miracles that you see in the Word. It, I want you to notice something, though, and we're going to look more at this next week. It's not the word of fear. Now, there are a lot of people who believe the word of fear, just like they try to believe the word of faith. It's the same force. Fear and faith are the same force going in opposite directions, producing opposite results. So, even though it seems like you wouldn't need to say it, it is the word of faith that produces results, not the word of fear. Now, the reason I say that is because you've got people praying, quote unquote, the word in fear, fear. and it produces fear results. Ask Job. That's what Job did. Job did the right things. He prayed for his kids. He made sacrifices for his kids. And it was all out of fear. And it produced what fear produces. It stole. It killed. And it, and it destroyed. destroyed. That's all Satan can do. Jesus said that's all he comes to do. And that's exactly what he did. You can trace it out. Just go to, go to Job chapter 1. You can follow it right down through there. And that's what fear produces. So make sure that you are functioning in the word of faith, not the word of fear. Now, next week, we're going to go into some more details and show you what Jesus taught on that for these times in which we're living with wars, rumors of wars, sicknesses, pestilences, diseases, economic downturns. Hey, he already set it all up for us, and we're going to look into that further next week. And so anyway, for right now, we're, we're just plumb out of time right now. But don't go anywhere quite yet. Now, hey, hey, I want you to see this, and then Lynn and I will be right back. DavidWeeder.org. Discover the calling and mission of our ministry. Get to know us and the vision God has given us. Watch the Covenant Living broadcast and connect to our YouTube channel. Consider becoming a partner and supporting our outreaches. Learn about our teaching tools and resources. DavidWeeder.org, your connection for all of this and much more. Hey, now, get, go over to the website just as soon as the broadcast is over. That website is for you. Why? To get this word of faith, faith on mm -hmm. every available voice. And that website is kind of like, Grand Central Station, you can watch broadcast there. You can listen to broadcast there. You can read written blogs there if that's what you want to do. You, you can, can communicate with us and contact us. Contact us. You can become a partner there and join with us to get this word of faith out on every available voice. Look, hey, there is so much. And and look, you can listen to all that. all Every message that I've taught on audio and video. From the very beginning. From the very beginning. Some of those old YouTube broadcasts are six and seven minutes long. I mean, they were just little blurbs that I did in hotel rooms or kitchens or condos or, or Some whatever. Some dog coming in. Some, yeah, there was at least one where they had a dog trot in there in the middle of it. We just picked <laughs> him up and went on anyway. <laughs> hey, look, you can do it all for no cost. Now, now there's a cost, 
but it's nothing cost you anything, so there's no excuse. You got to get over there and listen and learn about this word of faith so that you can impact your world where you are. That's why it's there. So take advantage of it, praise God. Well, until next week, we love you. God loves you. He's always for you. He's never against you. And Jesus is Lord. Thank you, partners and friends, for helping make this broadcast possible. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram. You can also listen to our broadcast on iTunes. For more information about our ministry, contact us at davidweeder.org or call us at 1-800-988-5380.